Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Warm up the grill. We do things around here my way. You understand that? Grab a beverage and paint your face. Makes me wonder if you know the difference between a sneeze and a wet fart. You're going to be second string all your life, boy. Wait, hey, what's on it? This is Danny and Dusty on Super Week. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Let's get it. Danny and Dusty on 1080. I don't want your life. The Fan. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday. Danny Morang, Dusty here. Jeff Rust is over there. How are we doing today, gentlemen? It's a good day to be a gangster. (laughs) I can't compete with that. Mm. It's the widest way you can say that. (laughs) Gangster. All right. Well, uh, okay. I guess I guess that is tr- true. Mm. That's a true statement that you made there, pal. Hey, I didn't have to use my AK. It was a good day. It was a good day. You know, I the the one thing where people said when when that song came out and people were trying to figure out what day he was talking about, the fact that somebody did find out what day that was is incredible oh, the, to me. They like they went back and checked the like what was going on, like the Dodgers yeah. and the Lakers. Well, like the Lakers and... had to beat the Supersonics. Yeah. You know, they the smog had to be low. Mm-hmm. Nobody had to be murdered in South Central LA. <laughs> like and they found that day. There was one singular day. There was a day that they found and that's amazing to me. And then I... they asked Ice Cube about it. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was no particular no, yeah. day. It wasn't actually something I saw. I wasn't I wasn't just journaling here. <laughs> I just made up a bunch of rhymes, and yeah. it worked. And it just so happened there was a day that fit that criteria. So it, that would have fit yay. in the window. That was, yeah. crazy. I think it was a Reddit thing. Yeah, it was like it April fifteenth or something. Is like, like well, nineteen eighty nine or something. Uh, like that. Okay, yeah. we found it. We found that day, Ice Cube. Well, really, nobody got murdered down there on tax day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I guess. Uh, the question, question mark? <laughs> now that you say it, it does seem like a day. What day do you think is the most murderous? That's a dark way to start the show. Yeah. What day is the most murderous day in, in America? I'll uh, tell you one that's not. What? April 20th. Ah, mm. 420. Mm. Smoke them if you got them. Right. Okay. Got, got a bunch of laid back people on that day. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no like meth, meth o'clock. Meth o'clock? Yeah. No, no, that's uh, that's be- probably usually in the early a.m. Yeah, I was going to say that's between two yeah. thirty and four thirty a.m. Yeah. yeah, little tweakers just kind oh, of man. skiddling across the streets. Mm. All right, um, all right. Well, apparently something happened with the a.m. station. That's what the text line is telling me. Did anybody else have these problems? I I know exactly what that texture's talking about. There was a portion of the herd with Colin Cowherd mm. that. He sounded like Robot Colin. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, we got Robot Colin for a little bit. I think we're fine now, though, right? Probably early on in the 11 o'clock hour. (laughs) Sure. Yep, that sounds about right. Kind of like clockwork. Something with the satellites there. Mm. Okay. Well, um, good days by all, then. Uh, I guess no AKs. We're ready to move on. Yeah. All right. Big gulps, huh? All right. (laughs) See you later. Well, you, you, you have something new. Oh, we bought a new car. There you go. Yeah, that's a that's that's a process. <laughs> the way you sat up in your chair. I will tell you this. 
It is a process that takes, I believe, in my opinion, and it's gotten a lot faster. Mm. I will say this. It's a process that takes a long time. And I feel like technology, it should be faster. Far longer than it should It's take. still a paperwork process. It's not even digital. Well, I know. Like, there's a lot of documents. Like, we bought a house in buying a home. That is a process. That is a process. But you can do a lot online now where it's just like digital signature, di- mm-hmm. digital signature. It's a lot of... And it, I, it's a lot I know, of signing. I understand why. These are big big purchases. Yes. Here. But my goodness, it just takes, there's a lot of uh, downtime in that process, mm-hmm. you know? Got to take it, run it back here, got to send it to there, I need you to yeah. do this. Yeah, it's never, yeah. Um, it's never easy. Uh, no, no, in our, it was a good, like it was, we didn't feel like, uh, I think one thing that the car industry has figured out is that they don't want to be pushy anymore. Well, yeah, uh, no, you know, not, because yeah. that used to be a thing, like you'd go and you'd, you'd feel like vultured, mm-hmm. and we had a really good experience uh, purchasing our car, but it was just like one of those situations where you're like, a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, when you have two kids, uh, they don't handle that. Mm. And luckily they weren't with us. Yeah. Uh, they were over at friends, but then there's the, okay, school night, we got to get this thing yeah. done. And that's on us. That's on us. But the, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like that we could, we could digitize this. We, we could get, we could move it along a little bit. Taking quicker. a page out of the government's playbook was not a good idea. No, 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 tedious, long, boring, manipulative process. It's not a, great. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot. Not great. But then once you get things rolling, like then it's bang, 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 bang. There's bang. a there's a reason why I've literally never bought a vehicle from a dealership. Yeah, I have bought uh, cars that had less than a thousand miles, but were not from a dealership. Huh. See, that's a thing. If you just buy. If you're just like, I got my cash here, I'm leaving. Uh huh. That's one way to it's do it. It's wonderful. That's a great. It's way a to great do exchange. It. Yeah. Uh, there's also Craigslist, which is sketchy. <laughs> That's how I've done it. <laughs> you bought it off Craigslist. <laughs> Putting it lightly. Yeah. How many bodies were in that trunk? It's okay. You've gotten rid of them yeah. before. <laughs> Did you bust out the luminol? <laughs> Wood chipper. Oh man. Now, okay, uh, gonna go dark again here. <laughs> Did you see that there's a dude who's busted? Uh, for being all murdery, and the way they caught him was his Google search history, which is like how to get rid of a body. Oh, is that that lawyer? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And of all people, right? Why are you... you should know. Yeah, like what? Yeah, like quickest way to how long does a body start smelling? These are all horrible things to Google, bud. Yeah. Uh, d- At least go down to the library and turn on like the uh, you know. Go the, find the, your the local meth town. house. Yeah. Throw them in the tub and get a little bit of lime. Come on, rookie. Oh what? All right. Okay. And <laughs> you're gonna want to. Was was that a little too specific? For legal purposes, you're gonna want to mark that one, Rust, <laughs> uh, just to make it easy. Or we should just start a folder of Danny admitting crime <laughs> drops. <laughs> I don't know if we have enough server space. I was say it would be a big one. <laughs> Would be about a terabyte or so in which, ten years from the documentary. Yeah, no, I learned how to kill people from listening to Danny and Dusty. Which also makes me really wonder about my choice yesterday in letting Jason Sukanik use my computer because I know that he is smart enough not to. He used my computer for the show yesterday, and I now am regretting that because if there's one person who would set me up for a crime, it'd be him. Yeah. It'd be him. Oh, what makes you think that besides the constant cocaine jokes? Yeah, right. Uh, I'm sitting here and I'm going, I, I now regret it because he's smart enough not to use his own computer to Google. He's going to use mine. He's going to use mine. And now I need to go and search the Google history to see exactly what he was looking up How yesterday. How do I find the dark web? Oh, I already was asking that yesterday, <laughs> which is also bad for me, which is probably why I asked to look at my computer, use my computer. Um, all right, that'll be a nice little nice little game there. What did Suk search on my computer? And uh, we have a lost opportunity. We had a lost opportunity today. Mm. He accidentally left his Twitter logged in. Oh, buddy. I know. And as I was going through musings of things that uh, I needed to do, I absentmindedly, Rust asked me about a piece of audio that we're using for the show today. And I knew it was on Twitter, so I went to go and look for it. And when I went back, I was like, oh, crap. I actually accidentally signed him out. 
So I have a missed opportunity of uh, using his uh, his Twitter account for nefarious things, which I had great ideas. Yes. I was about to tweet out some furry gifts. Um, I did get a sc- – actually, I do have a screenshot because you know how Twitter screws up everybody's algorithm now? We all have, like, the for you, which yeah. is things you don't follow, but they think you do. Yes. I, I Every time I open it up, I, I don't even look. I just go straight to following. Yeah, I, this is what I – I can't understand why buddy, everybody's crying about that so much. It's really not that hard to avoid it. Yeah. No, but it's just one more step of stupid. Well, right, but I, it's just – man, like, you don't have to go and scroll through that. It's, it's one little press to go over to the other column. You will not stop people from complaining, Jeff. How you, will, I, you will not get in the way of this. How I realized that I was on Sukanik's Twitter feed, though. The for you was a little uh, little different? Boy, I thought my algorithm was weird today. Uh, because the one, the very first thing on the for you is, I don't know who she is, Lola Montez. Is anybody familiar with Lola Montez? No. Uh, it's a selfie of her and says, it's my hashtag birthday, hashtag birthday girl. And... Uh, she is a female bodybuilder taking a, a selfie in her bikini. And I was like, that is not really my algorithm. I don't know where that one's coming from here, the bodybuilder selfies. And then I looked down in the corner, and oh, sure enough, there was Suk's little face there. And I, that's when I realized, yeah, that fits his algorithm perfectly. You know, <laughs> the the bodybuilder types are definitely more of – Sukanix for you. <laughs> I mean, is, is there the the only way it could have been more Sukanix is if it was a bodybuilder's feet? Uh, I know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mine. Meanwhile, my for you. I just went to go and check to see what I had here. Mm-hmm. I had uh, for my for you is the the first one is the foreplay prod, and it's a video of what appears to be Bubba Watson. That's a golf. That's a golf podcast. Ooh, uh-huh. Glad you yeah. that up. Uh-huh. Rust was over there looking at me like, "What? No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. They have, they have a podcast on foreplay. Yeah, yeah, they do. How to? I'm sure there are a few. Oh, you're kidding me? <laughs> yeah. The next one is the Ridge Wallet. I got that. That's weird. I'm not in the market for a wallet. Anybody else? This is the best wallet. I got I nice that little... Ridge Wallet one all the time in my ads. I got a billfold. That I love. You have a Costanza wallet, Danny. We need to have an intervention about that. What do you need in that wallet to make it that? No wonder you have hip problems. I, Are you kidding me? Why, what, what do you always notice? <laughs> well, you take it out. I never sit on it. Packing that thing around all yeah. day long. That's a side. That is honestly, that's like three and a half inches thick. It's two. <laughs> it's two. <laughs> what do you got over there? I got, well, I, I finally had to retire my, my longtime wallet. And it was the one that said bad mother effer on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Once the girls could read, that pro- turned into a problem. Mm. <laughs> it kind of did. <laughs> but now, yeah, my wife got me another one. It's no from Anchorman. That... It says, don't act like you're not impressed. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm sure that, that wallet, bad mother effer, played well with the PTA that you were the president of. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think I'm just whipping out my wallet at PTC meetings? <laughs> just throw it on the table, bad mother effer. I got dirt and I have the same wallet. Yeah, it's yours a isn't confusing. much smaller than mine. It's a, it, it's a little bit confusing. Mine's not a wallet. Mine is a it's a little billfold uh, that you can just throw in your front pocket. It's a front pocket though, but it is much smaller than yours. What? See, who keeps their wallet in their sure. front pocket? Fitness? No, huh? That's weird. Well, it's a it's a billfold. It's it's smaller. Well, I, it's more yeah, but... compact. I'm with him on this one. So you I throw it in the, the front. wallet goes in the back pocket. I, I well, here's the thing. I'm with Dusty on this, but I do have a um, what's the uh, the carbon fiber. Like billfold slash it's the slide. ridge wallet. Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah. like that. It's a nicer version of. It. I got one for Christmas. Uh, my wife got me this wallet that I currently okay. have. It's a Michael Kors, very nice leather wallet. Yeah, um, but she got this for me. I want to say brand name wallet over here. Yeah, no, it's a, a it's brand a, name wallet guy. It's, it's a very nice wallet. My wife got it for me yeah. our first Christmas together, and so it has a little bit of sentimental value. But mm-hmm. there's nothing in here that I don't need or use. That's the thing. Like. I just have See, a lot the, of stuff. Like, well, well, you we'll, use all of that? We'll go through at the break. I'll show you. Let's do it now. We got time. We got three hours to you, kill, you buddy. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> like, if you have a Blockbuster card in there, nope. we're, we're going to have a conversation. Like, do you keep all of your rewards cards and stuff in there? Uh, membership cards and stuff like that. So we got, let's see, license, military ID, conceal and carry permit, 
Well, you're gonna need those. Yeah. Uh, credit Why cards. do you need the? Do you need the military ID still? Yeah. Okay. I do. Uh, Costco card. To get uh, out of jail? Is that what you need the military ID for? More often How long is that valid for? See now, now there's these are these are all all active. Okay. Um, none of these are and, super thin little paper, like literally paper thin yeah. insurance cards. Okay. Uh, it looks like you got a lot of stuff. Now we're getting to the nitty gritty here. And of, Fred of Meyer. Ways. Yeah. See the Fred Meyer. You don't yeah. need that one. You just enter in your phone number now. Boop beep boop pop boop beep. Gas station. Boop beep. Yeah. And phone number. You just yeah. give them the phone number. Okay, but again, it's that, perfect. Yeah. This this one's all great. This one's quite literally like paper all right. thin. Okay, it's not it's not what's. But then when you have it. six of the paper thin ones, then you have a a bigger issue here, and this is why we're having a wallet intervention live on the air. There's These, a free Chick Fil A sandwich that you got day that I see right there. There you go. It, it's in the left hand. Uh, that, hang on to that one. That's as good as cash. Now, that expired uh, six months ago. <laughs> there you go. I'm babe. No, Look at the expiration dates yeah, no, on those. It, 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 yeah, you got two of them two that of them. are expired. See, this is the wallet and intervention. But that, but here's the rest. These are all okay. credit, these are all credit cards. Let's make this. Uh, plastic is fantastic. Look at Danny Meringue. That's right. it. But now, other, you, now otherwise, there's receipts oh, and uh, some cash. That's okay. It. Receipts and cash. We need to have a wallet intervention. We need to find a way that we can but make it, that. Small. I'm saying, like these are all like there's nothing all in here that's use. that's not oh, stuff. All right. Um, 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. Um, front pocket's harder to pickpocket, and you don't uh, kink your back since one cheek is higher than the other. Look, you think I'm not going to notice somebody touching my ass? Uh, Are you like a horse? You can sense the horse fly back there? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Have you ever seen a good pickpocket at well, I mean, work? I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I wear pretty tight jeans. Yeah, you do. That is very true. <laughs> It does happen. Let's have a jeans intervention now with Jeff Rust. <laughs> <laughs> I had a uh, I, I dated a girl in college who would and she lived over in Spain, and oh, the, is this the, the uh, Spanish imaginary pick- girlfriend? Yeah, ah. the Spanish pickpockets they will go with like a knife and just like Cut slice your, your purse. Yeah, slice your purse, and just like catch it all, and then they're gone. And it's like, I, I was like that too. I was like, don't you notice this kind of stuff? And it turns out like everybody in their group ended up like getting pickpocketed on the train because they're really good at it. And they don't Spain. notice until later when they there's a huge slash through their purse. That's about right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Brazil, they'll, they'll, they run in groups. Yeah, uh, they'll hit the tourist bus. Yeah, and so like one they, person will bump into you and slice your bag. The next person's coming up right scooping. Yep. yep, there they literally just bump into you and just take your stuff and run, and then they pass it off like yeah. like Indiana Jones, like yeah. you know the shell game. That's literally what they do down there. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I guess the other question needs to be: How often are you around so many people in close quarters where you need to worry about getting pickpocketed? Uh, depends on where you're at. Like, they, I mean, like you, you know, you hit Moda frequently, mm-hmm. clearly for Blazer games, but I mean, you know, and and to be. Blunt, I do. I don't have my wallet in my back pocket when I'm in those situations. I yeah. do. I do put it in my front pocket. Then maybe we should do that. Is you put a fake wallet in your back pocket, Russ? Mm. That's in, all it says on the inside of is, is "Gotcha, mf'er." <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's just grab your old wallet, <laughs> put it back there. The all old right. decoy wallet. Yeah, I I was never a a front front wallet guy. Now I am now. I, I've adjusted. I've adapted. I am uh, part of the evolutionary chain that I can adapt, and uh, I feel good about that. I, it's been a good life change for me. You know what? Maybe, maybe tomorrow I will I will switch over to the uh, yeah. Go the small one. and let let me know how you feel. But rega- I'm sure it'll fix your hip issues. Well, regardless of that, I don't. <laughs> you will never see me sitting on my wallet. Good. I I, I even I, probably since I was 15. Really? I I when I drive, I, I put it in the. Yeah. The center console, like I, I never, hmm. no, I never liked that feeling. It always felt hmm. super awkward. I, I, I do know some people. I can see them sitting on their wallet. And they're like this, you know, just leaning at forty-five degrees, and I'm like, yeah, I've got really bad hips. Imagine if I did that my whole life. I'll get, I'll put out a five-dollar bounty if you can pickpocket Jeff Rust. Oh, humbed, yeah, yeah. Then just return yeah, five. I get five dollars. I'll, I'll match that. Yeah, come and get it. You're gonna. Have- <laughs> then you can go ahead and return it to the studio. <laughs> Faster than I look. Jeff Russ just went, don't tread on me. Russ just goes, come and get it. And with that mustache, (laughs) it is oddly believable. All right, 503 
1080. Uh, now P1 Rufio's in. I'm going to grab Russ ass next time I see him uh, before he notices. That sounded like way more comical and less creepy in my head. Well, <laughs> Ooh, Danny, do you need a fanny pack? I can see you being a fanny pack guy. I'm too fat for a fanny pack. Fanny packs. My wife wears fanny packs. I'm not against it. I, I wouldn't do the fanny pack, but I do the over the shoulder. The crisscross uh, bag. Yeah. I'd, I'd do that. Satchel. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. I mean, yes, that does kind of fit the the fact that you do have a Michael Kors designer wallet, Damn. you know, having the designer cross bag. So I, I'd go the Gucci bag. <laughs> Just go the old Seinfeld route. Sure. It's not a purse. It's a European carry-all. That's right. You, I, wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't bet an eye. I, I, I wouldn't bet an eye. I'd do it. Yeah, I, as long as you own it. Yeah, no, listen. If that's I, your I, thing, that's your thing. I'm rocking the sweats right now, but, like, when I when we go out, I'm leaning more back into the fashion. Uh, when you go out, yeah, like well, just oh anywhere but the studio, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lean into fashion. I'm trying to get back into it. What's the worst fashion uh, fad that you fell into? Skinny jeans. You went skinny jeans. Oh yeah. Yikes. And I was skinnier, but yeah, skinny jeans. But here's the thing: like real skinny jeans. Yes, but oh, okay. here's the thing. They had to be the stretchy ones because even in even whilst skinnier, yeah, um, you had to do your karate. Well, not just that, but like <laughs> my legs are short and stubby, and there's not a whole lot of length to spread those things out. So you, there's got to be some flex in there, like the little tree trunks. Yeah, you, I I know. I walk right into it. Mm-hmm. What are y'all torso like boo boo over there? Yeah, no, I have no <laughs> legs. <laughs> like, I, I know we're, I know we're running long, but here's the thing: I cannot buy a single pair of jeans off the rack. I have a 26 inch inseam. Yes, my legs are that short. I don't think the ranger is gonna like this, Yogi. <laughs> that is incredible. Uh huh, dude. I'm all upper body. If, if my legs match my upper body, I'd be like six four. I am all upper body. It's disgusting. I'm like, now I want to see you run. Oh, dude, I'm like Deadpool when he gets his torn in half and he grows back the baby legs. Like. <laughs> It's it's terrible. Twenty-six inch inseam. Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> that's wild. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I now I'm 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 very fascinated. I got a lot of questions yeah. going through it's my. Not head great, now. Bob. All right. Um, yeah, everybody buys those thirty-six twenty-eights off the rack. <sighs> that was never an option. Well, I mean, it was an option, but I rolled them up. Yeah, mine. Uh, it's got to be like I had a leather jacket. That was. I think everybody has. Leather oh yeah, jacket no, I had, I, had, I had an actual members-only leather jacket. Yeah, like, uh, do you remember what was the name? Wilson's leather. Remember Wilson's mm, leather? Yeah, yeah there, there. There's a lot of mistakes that were made in that store from people. I also had a bowl cut. So, mm, ooh yeah, my brother had the under bowl cut. I ooh. had just bangs. Oh yeah, just bangs like everything else is shaved and bangs. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, oh, yeah. I had obviously bleached hair in puka shells. I, I, did, I had like bleached and a perm. I hair. also did the not so slim shady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, everybody kind of did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I took it a step further. I had it permed and then I had it in cornrows. Yeah, my worst was probably like the old. Whoa, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, cornrows. Bo- Danny. Both both was times this after a trip to Mexico. This was after losing a bet. Oh. And my buddy, uh, he put the cornrows in so tight that it looked like I stuck my finger in a light socket. He had my eyebrows pulled up three inches. He was a real a-hole Okay, we're way over, but one of the funnier, you know, like, Every girl in high school that went to Mexico came back oh, get the with braids? The, yeah. the braids, and they had beads in their hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I remember I was at a mall with one of my buddies, and he goes, girl walks by, he's like, oh, did you just get back from Mexico? She's like, yeah, how'd you know? He's like, ah, oh, just a guess. Just, just a guess. <laughs> <laughs> just kept on walking by. Because I can tell that they took your money, <laughs> and you sat there for three hours while they braided your hair. <laughs> and she was just like sunburnt dog, get out, braids in the beads. He's like, oh, just got back from Mexico, huh? How'd you know? Yeah, just a guess. Keep on walking. All right, 503-250-1080. Got a lot that we need to get to. Uh, we're going to go to Phoenix. That's where the Super Bowl is, Super Bowl 57. Don't know if you heard of it. Mm. Uh, that's happening Sunday. Uh, AJ McCord! McCord! Hey! So we're going to talk with McCord down in uh, Phoenix at 215. Um, we've got a lot of Super Bowl stuff that we need to get to, but last night we saw a championship roster in Moda Center. No, it was not the home team. No. Uh, it showed. 
Danny and Dusty on the fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy and Warren Allen, attorneys at law. On 1080 The Fan. Remix! All right. That was butt-kicking in Moda last night. Uh, We were talking about how the line was four in favor of the Blazers. (laughs) Heading into that one, there was a reason I said fade them. Boy, that was that was confusing. And uh, we did they threw the ball up in the air, and you thought the Blazers had a chance. And then after that, uh, it was all box one twenty seven one oh eight. That was a championship caliber roster that we saw last night. That's exactly what you saw. Uh, Chauncey Billups pregame and, and talking about this matchup and kind of how things are looking for the Blazers and making some changes and getting bigger. He goes, uh, there was a question about Drew Holiday and how. Uh, he impacts the Bucks. He goes, oh, you know, that's that's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, and he probably should be a five or six time All Star. And then there was some discussion about the Bucks size, and he goes, you know, obviously Giannis and Chris and uh, Brooke. And he goes, Brooke Lopez probably the best rim protector in the NBA and has been for four or five years. And I started like, oh, so the best perimeter defender, best rim protector, and the best help side defender in the NBA. So what you're saying is that's a really good team in the best player all around. Like, yeah, and you can make the argument that Giannis is the best player in the world. Like. Yeah. It, that is a title-contending team. Yeah, and the only way that you're going to beat a team like that, if you're Portland, is... Absolutely raining from three. Well, yeah, you have to shoot the lights out, and when your three most important players combine to go four of 19 from beyond the arc, mm-hmm. you're not going to win a basketball game. No, and Chauncey Bell said uh, post-game, one of those things that we tried to do was to speed things up and get more threes up. But they just weren't falling. Um, Jeremy Grant is now four straight games under 20 points. Uh, he is three for his last 17, I believe, now from three. Mm-hmm. He's having his, his his only real struggle of the season. Not good. No, and this happens. For everybody yeah. out there, it's like, oh, my God, he's, gonna, he's, he's falling back. No, man, this is normal. And we talked about this yesterday, like, why isn't he catching heat? Well, he gets the benefit of the doubt because of the consistency that he has This is has the first, like, downside he's shown all season. To this point, yeah. and then it, it's happening right before the All-Star break, and you get to the break, and hopefully you get recharged, and you come that's, back out of it on the other that's side. That's the big part of this. He's, he's two-thirds of the way in the season. There's probably some tired legs there, and there's obviously... Even though Jeremy Grant hasn't been linked to any trade rumors or anything along those lines, there's always uncertainty. He's about to be a free agent. Like yeah. there's, there's there's stuff that just always goes on in everybody's head. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that um, kind of be something that maybe it's impacting him. Right? The free agency thing? Yeah. Being out there, being out there, being tired. Well, that's uh, just, concerning. I'm, no, I don't. I don't think. I mean, it's that's like... concerning for Blazer fans, though, because you're sitting there like, if it's that, if it is a question as where he's going to be next year, that's a big question. That like that should be concerning because the Blazers. We've talked about this. The big trade for CJ McCollum. The return was it wasn't anything they got from the Pelicans directly. It was they made they turned CJ into Jeremy Grant. CJ into Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant. Yes. Yeah. And um, both of those guys being gone, uh, what, a year and a half later, that would be a concern. Yes. I don't think the concern is about Jeremy Grant and his future, about where he's going to be. I think there's just some, I, I wouldn't even say confusion. I would say that this time of year is stressful for anybody not named Damian Lillard on this right. roster. Okay. Yeah, because if the big swing happens and they connect on it, then... Nobody's safe. Everybody's gone. And that's yeah. the thing. It's like there's there's this time of, and Dane flat out said it post game. Yeah. Guys are feeling it. Mm-hmm. 
this time of year. Doesn't matter who, like he kind of said, you doesn't matter who you are. I'm thinking in the back of my head. Well, it matters if you're you, <laughs> you know, like yeah. everybody knows that everybody's on the table, but you, but and that, I and that's think true his, around the league. And I think maybe one of the things with him though, is, uh, now Bobby Marks is at the NBA trade machine with the Nets and the Blazers. Yes, he's he's concocting the, the Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant to Portland. I, listen, I don't want to. I don't, don't want to tease get, me like that. I'm, I'm going to. Josiah is petty. He's not going to trade him to Phoenix. And if they go to it this summer, there's a reason why Portland is loading for Bear. Uh, oh, all right. Well, I like that. Um, but at the at the same time, I was going to say with the Damian Lillard thing. Mm-hmm. The concern that he has about this at the trade deadline is not, is he going to be dealt? But if he turns into the gif of Will Smith sitting in his living room with all the furniture gone and fresh Prince of Bel-Air and everybody's gone around him. Like, that is Damian Lillard's concern. Mm -hmm. That's his only concern. Yes. It's not him moving. It's who am I playing with. And I think that's the, that is the only concern that he would have at this point. Yeah. Uh, But again, when you're talking about the measuring sticks for Portland right now, Seeing the Milwaukee team, that is a title. That's not a if you squint. Yeah. That is a title. Not only it's a title contending, it's a title winning team. Yeah, they are elite. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league. All night long, every time Portland mounted anything, any kind of run, Oof. Milwaukee came back and said, "Nope." Yeah, just professionally, they they couldn't be bothered. Giannis last night, versatility. Did man. you see his line? Yeah. Yeah. He played less than 23 minutes, 24 points, 13 boards, 8 assists, 9 of 14. He was 9 of 13 on twos, 6 of 8 from the free throw line. He is the most effective and efficient dude in the entire NBA. And if you were to ask him, he'd probably say it wasn't his best game because he booted the ball. Yeah, he had six turnovers. He had six turnovers. Mm-hmm. Like, and he would say, yeah, I didn't really play my best game. It's a so-so game. He nearly had a triple double in under twenty three minutes. He's incredible. He is just in. You saw. Here's the thing. Giannis does this to everyone. This is everybody's like, oh, you know, Portland's got to. Yes, Portland has to get bigger, but there's no there's no answer for him. Yeah. Like the only guys None. physically who match up in the entire NBA. are LeBron James. Yeah. The other absolute freak of nature. That's it. And so you can't use that as your measuring stick because what you have to live with is that Giannis is going to do his thing. And that's for the Blazers or any team that plays them in the finals. Yeah. We saw Giannis in the finals. A 50-point triple-double capped off an, an NBA Finals run. Just an absolute monster. Monster. The Blazers are not that. But what they're hoping to do at this trade deadline less than 40 hours away is to rectify the shortcomings that you saw in that game, which is to get bigger. Bigger. They have to. They have to. And uh, it shows you really how far away this Blazers team is. Yes. Um, but last night, you can kind of turn the page on it and say, we're done. Mm-hmm. We know what the shortcomings are. And look, it also, we, we also have to mention, like, getting bigger is also, you were without the only seven-footer on the roster yes. in Yusuf Nurkic. Which, and it does it does change things. It, it doesn't mean the Blazers win that game? <laughs> no. Does it change the flaws that they have? They are still flawed. If I told you greatly. that Portland had more points in the paint last night, would you believe me? I, I would just because they, they had to get 100 somehow, and they weren't making them from three. So. And they limited the Bucks to 44. It yeah. wasn't like the Bucks beat the death out of them at, at the rim. Yeah. They were just efficient, and they hit threes. Yep. That's the thing. You know, 16 of 42. They and hit twice 16. as many rebounds. It's good Th- to see. That's the thing is the size. But, uh, Brooke Lopez and Giannis? Almost out rebounded the Blazers as a team, but that's what you get when you have one guy who's seven one and another guy who's seven foot, and they're like Brooks not getting off the ground, but he eats up a lot yeah. of space and Giannis gobbles up everything. I think Giannis it's, is still leading the league in rebounds. It's almost as if size matters in the NBA. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Crazy. Gosh, somebody would have thought of that, you know. Hmm. 503-250-1080. Well, more on the Blazers with the trade deadline. You asked uh, some pointed questions to uh, Chauncey Billups that we'll get to mm-hmm. a little bit later in the show. Um, but there's a guy who's not in Portland. He might be new favorite player in the NBA. First is Rust with SportsCenter. The Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. On 1080 The Fan. 
right, places get run out of mode last night. Um, we'll talk about the role players coming up a little bit later because uh, Shane Sharp had a tough night. Nas had a, a tough night last night. And uh, so did Gary Payton II in limited minutes. But um, the Brooklyn Nets dealt Kyrie Irving, and they were on the floor for the first time since that Kyrie Irving trade last night as they fell to the Clippers 124-116. But Cam Thomas slid into the starting role. And now this is a team without Kevin Durant, without Kyrie, (laughs) going up against a Clippers team that is finding their rhythm right now, and they're playing really good. Um, and they lose 124-116. But Cam Thomas scored 47 points in 39 minutes of action, shot 15 of 29 from the field, 7 of 11 from three, ten, got to the free throw line 11 times, made 10 of them. And this is back-to-back games of Cam Thomas dropping a 40-piece against Washington on Saturday and then again yesterday, back-to-back games, which put him in some rarefied air. That you are the two youngest players to ever score back-to-back 44-point games. Just any Bro. reaction to that? Bro. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's a great company. Um, I'm glad to have my name mentioned with that guy. Um even though I'm a I'm a Kobe guy, so if you say Kobe, I'll be more, I'll be more, uh, you know, behaving. I no, I'm kidding, but it's still you know great company. You know LeBron, you know he's about to break the all-time scoring record. I think in like two games or one game, whatever he's about to do. So you know I'm just glad to have my name mentioned with him. You know this this young, so hope I can keep it going and keep having my name mentioned with those guys. I'm starting to pick up what Cam Thomas is putting down. Same guy who just last week was asked why he didn't smile, and he said, ain't S funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shooter. And then, and then he comes out, and he has back-to-back 40-point performances, and now we're starting to hear him in gain a little steam. This guy, he's listed as the fourth-string shooting guard for the Brooklyn Nets. No, he's got one skill. It is get buckets. His, his, right, arm, his right arm is for bucket getting. Yes. That's what he does. He's not a creator. He's not a defender. He's not a rebounder. Mm-mm. He's a bucket getter. Uh, this season, he's averaging nine and a half points per game, one and a half rebounds, one and a half assists. <laughs> 10 to 1 ratios, baby. In 15 minutes of action. Over the last 10, it's even more ridiculous. <clears throat> he's averaging 18 minutes a game, mm-hmm. or close to 19 minutes a game. He's shooting 54% from the field, 54% from three. Mm-hmm. And he's averaging 19 points, two rebounds, and one and a half assists. <laughs> Bucket getter. When the ball hits Cam Thomas' Black hands, hole. it does not go anywhere Black else. Hole. Like, uh, was it, remember Von Wafer? Yes. <laughs> if that ball touched Von Wafer's hands, it was going up. Look, man, one of the biggest black holes in, in recent Trailblazers history, Wes Matthews. <laughs> yeah, Wes was. Wes, what people don't understand is that there are there are hierarchies and roles in the NBA and black hole is actually like an accepted role. They're, they're called play enders. Yeah. When basically when the ball finds them, their, their sole purpose in life is to be a reliable shooter, mm-hmm. scorer, end of clock generator. And that's what Cam Thomas is. Well, in with Wes, it, it was a role where he knew that if option one was B Roy option two was LaMarcus, mm-hmm. the ball only came to him because those two guys weren't getting open. So, Nick's catching, on a, Nick's catching on a short roll and kicking out. If the ball's finding him, it's designed for him to yep. be the guy to take a shot. And this, Cam Thomas is very much in that vein. And every team needs this guy. And to be honest, it's something Portland does not have in their bench unit. Well, isn't it kind of telling, though, too, is a defined role like that, knowing it? Mm-hmm. That is something that Portland is missing. Yeah. Like, define, defining roles has been a struggle for mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups in this roster. Yep. Shaden right now is kind of being shoehorned into it, but he's still so young and so raw that he's not able to do it consistently, as we saw last night. He had yeah. probably probably his roughest game. Uh, and if not this season, then it's up there. Not a lot of times he's looked lost no. as a rookie. But um, Milwaukee will do that to kids. But, yeah, he, that yesterday was the first time in mm-hmm. a long time that we saw that from Shane Sharp. He got some clean looks and just didn't fall. Like You could tell Milwaukee was a team that, like, he probably opened his eyes and was like, "Oh, like this, like this team." Okay, this is what they do? I, yeah, this because we're getting closer to winning time and games mattering a, a lot more. But yeah, Cam Thomas, bucket getter. This is like a, professional, strictly buckets. 
professional bucket getter. All right, 503-250-1080. That's the fan text line. Uh, let's transition to the National Football League. Super Bowl 57 coming up Sunday. We'll start uh, taking more of a look-sees at that game next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. <laughs> It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. On 1080 The Fan. We're going to have a lot of Super Bowl coverage uh, all week long. And I like uh, sprinkling in some of the little uh, did-you-knows here. I I stumbled across this stat, and I find it pretty fascinating. Do you know uh, Super Bowl starting quarterbacks? By round that they were drafted. We're in Super Bowl 57, right, mm-hmm. this year? Could you guess which round has produced the more, most starting quarterbacks Third. in Super Bowls? Third. Third. No, it is first, and it's not even close. Really? It is not even close. The way you phrased it made me think that it would be outside yeah. of the first. You, yeah, you would think, but no, it is first <clears throat> round. 57 quarterbacks, <laughs> starting quarterbacks, Half. have started in 57 Super Bowls. Um, and well, oh, Patrick Mahomes wow. will make it 58. And that is just very telling of how important that position is. And when you hit on that position, you hit, man. God, and Brady accounts for what? Eight of those? Uh, no, Brady's not a no, first no, round no, 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 no. On the other side. No, 10. Uh, oh, 10, I'm sorry. If you look at Good it. Good Lord. 57 is, no, is in the first round, is number one, and it's, it's not particularly close. The next closest round is is that third round. Mm. 14 quarterbacks that have started uh, Super Bowls, not different quarterbacks, but have started in 14 Super Bowls. Is third, fifth round? It's third. And then sixth round is the third best. With how many? 13. 10 oh. of which have been started by Tom Brady. Can- oh, six. <laughs> I had a fifth in my head. Sixth round. Can you name the other three quarterbacks drafted in the <laughs> the sixth round? Because I went and I looked this up and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. How old are they? Uh, they're not that. They're all guys that like within our lifetime. Like they're all our uh, Super Bowl guys. Dilfer, no. Trent Dilfer is a first round pick. Was he really a first, sixth overall? Good God! Yeah, at a Fresno State. Like Trent Dilfer had a lot of of hype coming out around him because he was coach's kid. He That's put up good true. numbers down there. Where was like a Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco also yeah, first round pick he first. Yeah. There's a lot of a small small school, but yeah. But these are things like it, that's the thing about this is that there are guys that you would sit there and you're like, oh, who are some of the worst quarterbacks to start a Super Bowl? In all likelihood, they were first round picks. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong <laughs> because a lot of these guys, Flacco, Dilford, Grossman guys, was a first, first round, round pick. pick. Rex Grossman was a first round pick. Brad Johnson was a ninth round pick. He wouldn't even be drafted Good Lord. If, if it were today. But like a Frank Reich. Uh, no. The, you've got, I'll just give you the three because they're really hard. Yeah, okay. Mark Rippon. He's a more local guy. Wow. I thought I thought Rippon was, like, I glossed over him in my head because I thought he yep. was like a, a second or third. No, nope, but he was. He had a really dang good career. He was mm. sixth round pick. He uh, Obviously, Super Bowl 26. Um, Stan Humphreys. That one I wouldn't have got. Ah, uh, the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a sixth-round pick. And then Matthew Hasselbeck was a sixth-round pick. God, how did I not Bay think? Packers. I should have known that one. Yeah. so Because uh, that was the big deal about Hasselbeck getting the job in Seattle as a sixth-round pick. Um, you had, Well, he was drafted by Green Bay, well, no, but, I think. But becoming that Holmgren. guy. Yeah. yeah. Sixth-round accounts for 13 Super Bowl starts, 10 of them Tom Brady, the other three Mark Rippon, Stan Humphreys, Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> but this is another this is a wild one though too is Jalen Hurts will become the ninth second round pick. Only nine second round picks have have played in and started in a Super Bowl. Um and Hurts will become the the ninth one. The other ones are Jimmy Garoppolo. It's actually really good company that he's in. Jimmy Garoppolo, Colin Kaepernick, Drew Brees, Brett Favre, Boomer Esiason, Ron Jaworski, and Kenny Stabler. Like, there's only been nine of them, but those are all pretty damn good those quarterbacks. Are, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> like, you run out of the list. I'm like, Stabler's probably the best quarterback the Raiders ever had. Jaws was a Pretty damn good. Yup. Boomer Esiason. Boomer was a monster for a yep. franchise that was def- absolutely defunct. 
Yeah. Until and, he got there. I mean, the two worst are probably Jimmy G and Cap. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have Breeze, Favre, Boomer, Jaws, and Stabler yeah. in there. The snake. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts, only the ninth quarterback drafted in the second round uh, to to start a Super Bowl. He was, what, 53rd pick? Uh, I have no idea what pick Jalen Hurts was, but he was a second-round pick. I do know that. I think he yeah, made 53. 53? Yeah. 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 That guy. Does that, I mean, the reason I say that is because that's, that's close to third. Yeah, that is close to a third-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy is so mature. I won't say polished. Mature is the right word. I like what you're. I like. But I like the 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 road you're taking. He here. also is because he's not. He he isn't polished because he has an edge to him that I really like. I like. You can tell his dad is a hard ass, and his dad, high school football coach <laughs> yes. in Texas. You can tell like where he where he came very from. regimented, mm-hmm. almost militaristic in his responses, but. And it's not in a polished way. Like, we have guys that are mature and polished. He is very mature. He's very thoughtful. But mm-hmm. it comes off like a drill sergeant is 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 telling you something nice, which is weird. I don't want your life. <laughs> no, he's not James Vanderbeek. <laughs> he is no James Van. He's not Ivy League material uh. there. But I, uh, I really loved what he had to say yesterday at, at the podium because he was asked – I mean, he, he's been run the gamut, right? And yesterday we had uh, opening night is what they call it. It's where they just kind of pepper you with all the questions, and we have a ton of audio from, from opening night coming up in the next segment. But he, Michael Irvin asked him about, like, the, the fact that we have our first Super Bowl with two black starting quarterbacks. And it's not we're not that far removed from Doug Williams, yeah. also a first round pick, mm-hmm. uh, starting in the Super Bowl, and him being asked, "How long have you been a black quarterback?" And he's like, "My whole life." You know, like now we have two starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, and he was, Michael Irvin asked him, "Like, what does that mean to you?" And he was like, "That you can do it. Like, you can you you can do it. All the four and five year olds that are out there, you can achieve whatever your dream is." And that is, it's a powerful message in the way that he says it is just like matter of factly, very matter of fact. Yes. And it's away from the prototype. Yeah. You don't have to be the just running quarterback. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, pocket quarterback in the NFL. That's right. You you don't have to. The, the one thing I will say that you can't be in the NFL right now is a white quarterback. You know, that is true. <laughs> Everything yeah. else, no matter where you are, who you are, where you're from. Yeah. But listen, if you're a, a white DB, move to safety. Yeah, Jason Seahorn. Save, save some time, man. He was the last white corner. You went the way of the dodo. Hurt his knee. and <laughs> Hey, re-extinction. De-extinction, that's the thing. They're bringing him back. <laughs> Maybe we'll see a white corner soon. They're going to go find a white corner that died in yeah. the 1930s and it, Jurassic Park him? My roommate in college... <laughs> Uh, it played for the Toronto Argonauts, and they had their opening meeting. And you're supposed to go. All the all the rookies had to go in there and and say, you know what what their name is, where they where they played, mm. and what position they played. He gets up there. He's like, uh, my name's Kellen Quick. I played at Southern Oregon University. I play corner. And the entire room started laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a guy's like, <laughs> and the guy in the front row goes, No, man, seriously, what what position you play? He's like, I play corner. <laughs> And he played corner. He played corner. He actually played. They didn't, yes. move, they didn't move him to safety? No. He wow. Was a corner. He was a corner. They gave him number like 47, but he played <laughs> corner. And he was fast. He was fast. Oh, man. <laughs> but he uh, he was at that time because that was like right after Seahorn had gotten hurt. Like, I, I'm pretty he might sure be the he last was probably the last professional, white professional corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put him up in the Smithsonian. Yeah, they wax should. museum. They should. And he tore his ACL. And uh, 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 Doctor uh, Gallia, remember the guy who got popped with? Uh, I think it was given Tiger PEDs. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. That guy was the. That guy was his team doctor. Oh nice. <laughs> yeah, Toronto, everybody love it. All right, uh, but you know, <laughs> but back to the more important thing. Oh yes, it shows that it doesn't matter who you are, and and also it shows that while the NFL has a long way to go. Uh, on on all issues of race, it does show that it's not that that barrier isn't there. Oh, it's long gone now for quarterback. Look, man, if you're yeah. even if there's a 
good old boys that are left in the ownership pool, you know what they care about more? Mm. Winning and money. Yep. Well, and I think that that ownership pool has changed. There's been a lot of changeover in the last just five, six years alone. I mean, there's only, you know, maybe one owner that was present at a race riot. That, well, maybe. Maybe. Hopefully. hopefully. Maybe. God. Jerry Jones. (laughs) Just wanted to see what was going on. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, the opening night was was last night. Uh, there's a little news, a little sentimental story, and a whole lot of crazy. We got the audio for you next. And a new star has emerged. Danny Dusty on the fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.